Hello, everybody. Episode 113. It's Tuesday, March 2nd. And I am aglow with transient thought. I am going to try to rewrite Green Eggs and Ham, Sam, I am. I know it's a daunting task because it's so racist and horribly offensive, but I have cracked the proverbial code. I've spent some time and not more than eight hours because that would mean overtime and my union won't let me work that. So I had to cut it off in the middle and only have a few paragraphs, but I think you will appreciate it. Hold your applause, please. Take a, take a second and let this bask and wash over you like the waters of Lake Minnetonka. We have eclipsed apogee. We have reached the staircase to heaven and Valhalla. And it is the same. Folks, this will live in infamy with the woke culture. And this will be their anthem. I'm so proud. Kids, get ready. Hopefully I will get this published. Since Dr. Seuss is a racist bigot, we can no longer celebrate him like Mr. Potato Head. Or Aunt Jemima. Or J.K. Rowling. Or Ellen DeGeneres or Roseanne Barr, or Gina Carano. And soon, all of us, because the cancel culture is coming for you, but not me. Alas, I have a get-out-of-jail-free card. Pass go, land on go, get $400 instead of 200 Because I'm that special. Because I have aligned. I have ascended. I have pushed the boundaries of encapsulated thought. And tonight, I bring it to you. No, no, this isn't a virtue signal. This is virtuous. And it's for all of you to enjoy a new anthem, so to speak. Now, it's a little difficult writing in woke. It's hard. It's hard to rhyme. But I think I've achieved it. I hope you enjoy. Oh, this is really important. I got to drink something. This is my big debut. Do you think I've pumped it up too much? I hope not. I hope not. I truly hope not. I am non-gender binary specific symbol. I am non-gender binary specific symbol. Non-gender binary specific symbol. I am. That non-gender binary specific symbol. I am. That non-gender binary specific symbol. I am. I do not like that non-gender binary specific symbol. I am. Would you like unspecified colored ovum and sussed scrofa domesticus tissue? I do not like them. Non-gender binary specific symbol I am. I do not like unspecified colored ovum and sussed scrofa domesticus tissue. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do not like unspecified colored ovum and sussed scrofa domesticus tissue. I do not like them, non-gender binary specific symbol. Would you like them in an affordable domicile of humble means? Would you like them with a rodentia with noble contributions to society? I do not like them in an affordable domicile of humble means. I do not like them with a rodentia with noble contributions to society. I do not like them here or there. I do not like them anywhere. I do not like unspecified colored ovum. I do not like them, non-gender binary specific symbol. Would you eat them in a rectangular biodegradable 
recycled container? Would you eat them with a fluffy Vulpes? Not in a rectangular biodegradable recycled container. Not with a fluffy Vulpes. Not in an affordable domicile of humble means. Not with a rodentia with noble contributions to society. I would not eat them here or there. I would not eat them anywhere. I would not eat unspecified colored ovum. I do not like them on gender binary specific symbol. I am. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Outside the Line Season 2. I'm excited about it. Thank you, my wife, for doing that voiceover. I appreciate it. And hopefully she doesn't get canceled with me. Folks, I hope you enjoyed the wonderful poem that I shared with you tonight. I will be making a segment so you can share it with all your friends. I'm sure it will do very, very well. What are we talking about tonight? Well, it is episode 113. It is Tuesday, March 2nd. It is 8.30 p.m. There's no hockey game tonight, and I do have to work out. I always share with you something personal, and I figured I would share that with you tonight. Please join, like, share, subscribe, all of that right here. You can click the little red envelope on YouTube to subscribe. Please help me on YouTube. It would help out. It's going slow, and I'm ready to go to Rumble. I think I'm going to dodge and dip and dive and duck and dodge. Dodgeball. And just get rid of YouTube and go with Rumble? Is that what it is? Humble? No, no platform would allow Humble for me. That's ridiculous. But either way, just go ahead and do that and subscribe on YouTube for now until I dump it. Also, like, share, subscribe on Facebook. We are on the countdown. We're at 9,200 people. We are going to hit 10,000 in the next day or two. It's incredible. 10,000 followers. It's monumental. I'm so excited. I cannot wait because that means I'm going to hopefully be canceled soon. And wouldn't that be exciting for everybody? Also, if you could do me a favor before you do all that is know that my name is Matt Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me and I am bringing it to you, not live, but recorded. And we do this every night and you can obviously view every single evening. That'd be great. Sometimes the show's for you. Sometimes you might like it. Sometimes you might hate it. All I ask is, is that after you watch it, you only apply the things that apply to you and ignore the rest and just don't unfriend me. Here are my call signs. Let's get started. We are talking about Gina Carano and Mandalorian tonight. We're expanding. I have dipped my toes into the proverbial water, which is cancel culture just a little bit over previous shows. Tonight, we're taking a big bite. The entire show is about cancel culture. It's about Dr. Seuss. He's now racist. The cat, ever-loving black cat, actually a black and white cat. You can't, he's mulatto. He's a mulatto cat. You can't get more racist than that. Tuxedo cats are amazing. They give you the best of both worlds. If you don't like black cats, you get a white cat. You don't like white cats, you get a black cat. And if you love both, guess what? You get an Oreo cat. There's nothing better than that. Was that racist? I don't think so. Ever since Gina Carano was fired from the Mandalorian media post that compared being conservative in Hollywood to being Jewish in Nazi Germany. You remember she wrote this, and I said this on my show. You can find that show right here on YouTube and click to it. Her former collaborators on hit Disney Plus show have largely declined to comment on the circumstances behind her controversial departure. 
Now, Bill Burr, one of my favorite comedians, has become one of the first cast members to directly address the situation on a recent episode of the Bill Burt podcast. Watch it. It's fantastic. I will link it here. Anchored by Burr and Burt Kreischer and featuring Joe DeRosa as a guest, the famously outspoken comedian described Carano as an absolute sweetheart, and she is mighty pretty. When they work together on season two episode of that series, I'm on that effing show. Now I got to watch the watch the F I say, said Burr, who plays wisecracking mercenary Miggs Mayfield, who fought alongside Carano's Cara Dune. In the action-packed installment, The Believer, she was an absolute sweetheart, super nice effing person. And you know, whatever. Somehow someone will take this video and F me, make me say something else and try to get rid of my bald action figure, he said. Hasbro ceased production of its Cara Dune action figure after Carano's firing. Miggs Mayfield has not yet appeared in any action form. How, it is, how is it out there? It's effing crazy time, Bill says. There's people waiting, just laying in the weeds, suggesting that there's a cancel culture industry addicted to celebrity takedowns. Let's show that he's human and he's made a mistake in his past and take that dream away, Burr asked. How do you hold up to judging somebody that harshly? I'm talking about the hardcore shit, like sexual assault and rape and stuff. I'm not talking about that. Now it's becoming like, hey, you made an ignorant comparison. There goes your dream. I looked at that and say, who the F stands up to that? Burr is no stranger to courting controversy with his take on cancel culture when he hosted Saturday Night Live, which was amazing, for his first time last October and his last time. His blistering monologue took aim at white women, hijacking the fight for racial equity and ridiculed younger people for canceling long long dead stars like John Wayne. His divisive appearance drew both applause and condemnation on social media, with one person asking, how did you manage to be sexist, racist, and homophobic in under five minutes? I don't know, skill? I wish I had that skill. While discussing Carano's firing on the Bill Burt podcast, Burr and Kreischer reflected on whether future generations will look back on this period in history and regret the way some of these celebrities were treated at the time, noting that previously canceled people like George Bush and Pee Wee Herman have had their reputations rehabilitated. And while both hosts and their guests made it clear that they didn't agree with the content of Carano's social media posts, I did. DeRosa echoed the actress's comments about there being a double standard when it comes to expressing political beliefs in Hollywood. I get what she is trying to say. Obviously, any comparison to anything with the Holocaust is a shoddy comparison. It's a dumb thing to do. I'm not disagreeing with any of that, DeRosa said, and I want to be clear. Carano didn't compare it to the Holocaust. She compared to how the Jewish people were treated by German citizens because of what the Nazis said. That is very different. However... Quote, how is it any different from all the people on the left when Trump got elected and they said he's like Hitler? How is that any different? Burr gave his guest a verbal thumbs up. Joe DeRosa with an interesting take. Look at you. Unlike Carano, Burr may still return to The Mandalorian when shooting season three starts later this year. But the podcast revealed that his co-star's fate is still weighing on his mind. It's a weird time, Burr said of Carano, unless she did something horrible or said over overtly racist shit. If you make a bad comparison, it's just ignorant. I think there's just too many channels. So this got me thinking. First of all, I love Bill Burr. I, uh, Paper Tiger is one of the greatest stand-ups ever. His SNL skit is just, is right there. It's right there. It was fantastic. And it was an F you to the industry on all sides. And that's what's great about him. 
Ricky Gervais did it also at the Emmys, I think, which was also fantastic and left Hollywood stunned. More of this needs to happen. I hope that one day I get a chance to offend liberals because here's the thing. The right doesn't get this way much. Now, we do it with Christmas cups and Merry Christmas, and, you know, I get it. And anything that's against God, Republicans tend to get a little sensitive. I get it. But this cancel culture is ridiculous. What you guys did to Chick-fil-A? Come on. Chick-fil-A and Hobby Lobby, just because they take Sundays off? Good. Retail people need more time off. They shouldn't have the week. They should be open for Saturday till noon and then close. Give them enough that they have to put up with your sanctimonious asses all the time. Come on, people. So we're going to play a game. Who said it? Gina Carano or Burr? We'll just say Carano and Burr to make it easy. And here it is. Take notes, folks. Get in before the buzzer. Quote, I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of jealous of the way my dad gets to talk to my mom sometimes. Where are all those old school women you can just take your day out on? When did they stop making those angels? Burr? Or Carano. That's right. It, it's absolutely 100% Burr. Surprising. Here's another one. Rednecks are like America's pit bulls. They should just sedate those people, drop them off in Afghanistan, just let them run wild. Just be like, dude, just go do everything you ever dreamed of doing. Just go crazy. Have one of your friends play the banjo. It'll scare the hell out of them. Which one? Burr. That's right. That's right. I'd be like, quote, lady, get the hell away from me. You're old. You're gross. I'm sorry. I'm sure you were unbelievable back in the 20s when you were doing the Charleston, making beer in your bathtub, but you're at least four decades past humpable. I'm sorry. Maybe Gina Carano bats for the other side. Could it be her? Could it be? Could it be? No, it's Burr. This isn't going very well. We need to find more on Gina Carano for this cancel culture to actually make sense. Now, quote, if there were just if we were just honest about it and we're like, look, this guy's going to die in like seven or eight minutes. I'm going to get a bag of cash and a Lexus. I would have a problem with it. Talking about women marrying older gentlemen for their money. Carano could have taken that stance. She's a looker. She could find, marry any man. Hell, if I had a million dollars, I wish I did. Sorry, Olivia, I love you, but Gina Carano, I just have a soft spot for this girl. Who said it? Burr. I know, it's shocking. Here's another one. Quote, I'm so pro-swine flu. I want it. We need a plague. It's going to happen. Don't be afraid. It's only going to kill the weak. She was an MMA fighter. Maybe she, nope, not her. It's Burr. Here's another one. Some guy working at Home Depot, he wants to just as many women as a celebrity, but he can't do it because whores don't care about lumber. Totally sounds like Carano, but it's not. It's Burr. How about this? F all of you and F the Liberty Bell and shove it up Ben Franklin's ass. Totally sounds like Gina Carano. Something she would say on a drunk tirade as she was beating her spouse. Nope, it's Burr. Here's the last one. Interracial sex is probably some of the best sex on the planet. You know what this is. Because with interracial sex, there's like this whole added pressure to perform. Because it's kind of like you're not just humping for yourself. You're humping for your race. you got to represent your people. I got another one. I'm going to keep going. Serbia. Isn't that the place that the Clinton bombed because he stuck that cigar in that girl's 
Burr. What does all this mean? Is Burr, should he be canceled? No. He's a comedian. And he's fantastic. And he's foul-mouthed and he's rude. Just like Sam Canison. Just like Andrew Dice Clay. Just like Eddie Murphy. And Bill Cosby only said a-hole in his entire skit. And used the Lord's name in vain and said, damn it. And he hardly cusses at all. He didn't need to. Both equally funny. Both amazing at what they do. Bill Burr is a fantastic comedian. He is the white Dave Chappelle. And who would have thunk it? He spent time on Dave Chappelle's show because Dave doesn't care about black, white, green, yellow, or brown. He cares about funny. And Bill Burr is most assuredly funny. Why does he have a job? Not because he should be canceled. And I, God, I hope he doesn't because I love him and adore him. But I also adore Gina Carano. You want to know why? And I don't even need to look, but somebody look it up. Look up how many followers Bill Burr has. I bet it's in the two millions. Easily, 10 million. How many views on Netflix? It's in the millions. I would say it's probably close to maybe a fifth or the sixth of the country has interacted with Bill Burr at one point or another. He's too big. You cancel him, people are going to turn on your show. Gina Carano, she had some MMA time. She was in Deadpool. She was in Fast and Furious where she looked a little rough because she was definitely bullish. She's fantastic in The Mandalorian. She's not a good actress. She's not a great actress. She's just beautiful, and she fits the part, and she's convincing. And she doesn't have to be the star of the show, but that's why she got canceled is because they made an example out of her because she doesn't agree and she's expendable because she's expendable. How's that for some bullshit? You're expendable because you are. That's kind of deep. Folks, it's not about the race anymore. It's about the race. It's not about running the race. It's about the color of your skin. It's your attitude. It's your disposition. It's your political leanings. It's what you say. It's what you think. And is it in line with the capsule that surrounds us all, with this woke generation? No. Or yes. Because we're proving every day that it is about that, and cancel culture sucks. Here's why it sucks. There's no time for a growth period anymore. We're not allowing said canceled person to learn or grow from their mistakes. And we've all made them. They just happen to be public figures while doing it. We're choosing to shame them instead. And do you think that I wouldn't get canceled if my show reaches 100,000 people? Absolutely. But see, here's the thing. I don't have endorsers and I don't plan on it. I align with my bosses and my family. We know it's coming. They know it's coming. Everyone knows it's coming. And ultimately, at 46 years old, if Valor doesn't work out for me, no corporation is ever going to hire me again, ever. Major corporation. But there are some that will. And it's the people who are loyal to free speech. While there may be deserved, some of these people deserve to be canceled, it's also unfair to prevent them from proving they've moved on from a past transgression. Our court system does this. The court of public opinion doesn't. Why? Why can you be rehabilitated in jail, but you can't be rehabilitated by society? And what causes rehabilitation? Going into hiding, deleting your Twitter, hiding from it, and then putting out a canned response, an apology that your publicist wrote years ago, and just insert offense here? Because it's not meaningful. It's contrite. 
Nobody cares. Do you think Jimmy Fallon cares? Do you think Cuomo cares? And honestly, the attack on Cuomo, I hate the guy. I despise the guy. He didn't do anything wrong. He made a comment about sausage. He put his hand on a place that every guy has put his hand on in the small of a woman's back. Come on. He wasn't raping girls. He wasn't giving them roofies. He wasn't sexually harassing that we know of. And if that comes out, he deserves to be canceled and removed. But there are so many other things he needs to be removed for, including extortion and using politics against other politicians. Letting people die in in convalescent homes and retirement communities by sticking COVID patients in there, which that decision should get him absolutely impeached and removed from his position. But this whole sexual impropriety thing, come on. Come on, he said sausage. A woman was eating a giant hot dog and they were both laughing and flirting with each other and had a few pops. And now, all of a sudden, it's completely, oh my God, I can't sleep at night. Really? Really? Come on, I know he's a lefty and I know he should be removed and we dislike him. I despise the f***ing guy. But can we get him on the shit he truly did? The reasons for cancellation are subjective. We all have different codes of moral conduct as people, and this is why I'm going into the Cuomo thing. Don't we have differences? Why are we forcing others to follow ours? Our transgression may not appear as catastrophic to another, and that's why I think conversations about the act committed would fare better for all. If we can't even all agree on what's wrong or right as a public, not justice system, it's not fair to hold someone accountable to that in society. We're no longer innocent until proven guilty. We say our justice system ensures that code of conduct, while it's debatable as to whether or not it really does. If public pressure bleeds into that, we taint it and potentially force an innocent person to pay for something that they shouldn't have to. It's uncool. Why? What's the point? Now, did I just say that Cuomo shouldn't be held accountable for sexual harassment? No! But he made a comment to a female attractive reporter who was sitting pretty close to him. They obviously had dinner. She was eating a sausage. She took a picture with it, and he made a comment, that's too much sausage. I want to see you eat that sausage. You know what? I did too. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a married man, and I love my wife, and I would never, ever, ever desanctify our bed. But I wanted to see her eat the sausage, folks. I'm interested. What type of a reporter is she? Is she one that earned her way to the top? Or did she earn her way to the top? See, that's sexist. Should I be canceled? Yeah, I guess so. I guess I shouldn't have. Don't unfriend me. Should I say that when the cancel culture knocks on my door? Mr. Spear, you've been extremely insensitive. No shit. There's a warning label on this show. It says don't unfriend me. What do you think it's about? It's a conversation that is going to offend you. And I'm asking you, please don't offend me because of it. Let's get our voices back. Because here's why. Dr. Seuss, that whole intro, Loudoun County, Virginia, my county, my home. Let's cancel Dr. Seuss. Why? A Virginia school district will no longer celebrate Theodore Seuss Geisel, a.k.a. Dr. Seuss, during a read across America Day, citing strong racial undertones in many books written and illustrated by him. No sh- School districts say it has banned, not banned Dr. Seuss books, quelling a rumor circulating that they got rid of them. They did, because now the publisher is not publishing six of the books, and it's just a matter of time before they all follow suit. The school district says the books are available to students in libraries and classrooms. 
Read Across America Day is typically celebrated on March 2nd, also marks the birthday of Dr. Seuss. And this is what is so hypocritical. They ban it because they're like, let's jump on the social justice virtue signal train. They do. And they're like waiting and they're sitting there on their Facebook accounts and email and watching the news. And all of them are like, we made a really good decision. We canceled Dr. Seuss. And then they're like, uh-oh, this isn't going how we planned. Just like everything the Loudoun County School District has done in COVID, which is a complete show in another episode. And what do they do? They backpedal. Oh, no, no, we, we haven't canceled. We're just kind of backing away. It's complete crap. It's self-serving, self-indulgent BS. This whole cancel culture is a race to see who is the most woke. It's a losing race and a losing proposition where everyone finishes last. Research in recent years has revealed, quote, strong racial undertones in many books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss. Not true. Examples include anti-Japanese American political cartoons and cartoons depicting African-Americans for sale captioned with offensive language. That's not Dr. Seuss books. It's completely separate. I'll link the pictures. It, no, no, there were no anti-Semitic, anti-Japanese or anti-black cartoons in Dr. Seuss ever. Not once. What he did before that, we could sit here and cancel a lot of people, a lot of authors, a lot of presidents, lawyers, influential people. Steve Jobs abandoned his daughter. Does anyone care? George Bush invaded a country over something that never happened with chemical weapons. Do we care? Obama ran guns to Mexico and gave Iran pallets full of cash. The director of Guardians of the Galaxy posted pedophile pictures, thousands of them, got fired from Disney and now is back. What is that okay? Do we understand Mike Tyson went to jail for beating Robin Gibbons? But now we love him because he has a tiger and he's in funny movies and he's got a face tattoo. Is that okay? If we hold everyone accountable for everything they ever did, we will have no more heroes left. We have to give pause. We have to allow people to learn from their mistakes. And if they don't and they keep replicating it, God forbid that you have to turn it off. How does it impact your day? How does it change your life that Cuomo did some things and said some things that were inappropriate to females? How does that impact you? Unless you were one of those females, why do you give a fuck? Because you want to see people punished for what they have done to others that you care about. And that is called reciprocity. That is called revenge. And when you go seeking revenge, make sure to dig two graves, one for the person and one for you. This isn't about righteousness. It's about an ulterior motive that is dark and sinister. And Republicans, you're just as bad as the liberals. You're doing the same thing. You want to see Cuomo hung from a yardarm. And maybe you're right. And maybe Hillary Clinton should too. And all of the corrupt politicians on the left and right, yes. But is that for your benefit? Or is it for society's benefit? Ask yourself the question. 
and some might answer in the affirmative on both. Given this research, an LCPS, Loudoun County Public Schools, focus on equity and cultural responsive instruction. LCPS provided this guidance to schools during the past couple of years to connect Read Across America Day exclusively with Dr. Seuss' birthday. Dr. Seuss and his books are no longer the emphasis of Read Across America in Loudoun County Public Schools, the district said in a statement. Instead, the school district has encouraged students to read all types of books. Not all types. Types of books that are inclusive and diverse and reflective of our student community. So Grapes of Wrath, no, Inherit the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Inherit the Wind. That's not the one. To Kill a Mockingbird. Is it Inherit the Wind? Gone with the Wind? Inherit? Gosh darn it, somebody help me out. It doesn't matter. The Iliad. Ulysses. Tennyson. Thoreau. Are we done? Clancy. Ken Burns talked about racism and had one of the greatest anthologies of Civil War history ever that's laced with pictures of slavery. Does that have to go? What about the movie Glory? Do we stop watching that? What about The Patriot? What about Braveheart? What happens when everything is canceled because it offends somebody? Because that's what we're getting to. Dr. Seuss, this is the, 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 this is the hit list. This is the A number one, numero uno, before racial and prejudicial criminal justice. Ghettos, unfair housing, kids being shot in inner cities, poverty, veterans on the street, veterans dying in line in the VA, throwing billions and billions, if not trillions of dollars overseas giving 25 to 30% of the COVID bill to Americans and the rest to the rest of the world and liberal arts programs? Dr. Seuss is our number one most wanted? What the hell? When, when did society just become absolutely stupid? Because I don't understand. What about the Old Testament? The Old Testament is also terribly racist and sexist there's rape there's destruction pillars of salt it is also violent and is inappropriate for children consumption i hope whoever owns the copyright will stop publicating this book that hateful book to protect all the young people in the world i grew up with it one of the most violent things i've ever read in the world was the bible and we allow our children to to read that and see it at the age of five years old, over 82% of children have seen murder, death on TV fabricated in cartoons or signified in other means. Reading it in the Bible, seeing it in school, seeing it in video games. What are we censoring? My children have seen everything under the sun. And they are probably two of the most disciplined kids in the world. And we pray that they will stay that way. Does that make me a good parent? No. Does it make me a bad parent? No. It's my business. And if I don't like it at any time, I can turn it off. Number one, on being yourself today, you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive. And this is what we've learned from Dr. Seuss. And here it is. This is what I learned from Dr. Seuss. Nothing about racism. 
There is no one alive who is youer than you. Don't try to be someone else. No one can smile, laugh, or talk like you. You have a unique voice. Use it. As Dr. Seuss points out, why fit in when you were born to stand out? It's scary to stand out, but that's why you must do it. If you're looking for inspiration, turn to this much-loved quote, say what you feel and do what you say, because those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Number two, on choosing your own direction in life, you have brains in your head. You have feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own, and you know what you know, and you are the guy who will decide where to go. Like, oh, and ladies. Life is full of choices. Do you choose where to go or do you let someone else decide for you? You're off to great places. Today is your day. Your mountain is waiting. So you get on your way. Take that first step. Whatever you do, don't stand still. Dr. Seuss warns us about a universal law called inertia. <clears throat> this means that things keep doing what they're doing. So if you're standing still, you're likely to stay still. But if you're moving forward, you're more likely to keep moving forward. So what are you waiting for? Get on your way. On making the world a better place, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, nothing is going to get better. It's not. If you want a better world, you have to care. You must take responsibility and speak up. Issues like global warming, poverty, racism, domestic violence, sexual discrimination, among many others, are not going to get any better unless you take action. A person's a person, no matter how small. Everyone matters and deserves to be seen. We must never forget to respect each other's differences and also acknowledge our commonality. Four, on love, friendship, and joy, we're all a little weird, and life's a little weird. And when we find someone whose weirdness is compatible with ours, we join up with them and fall in mutual weirdness. Call it love. You know, you're lucky when you've met someone who embraces your weirdness and loves you anyway. The same holds true for your friends. Where can you find your fellow weirdos? Hang out with them and treasure each other's imperfections. They can be hard to find, but they're well worth a wait. Number five, on reading and learning. The more that you read, the more things you will know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. Reading books offers you more ways to look at life. It adds depth and color to the most unlikely places. Knowledge is a very powerful weapon indeed, so make the most of it. Read more books, even the ones they want to ban. You never know where it will take you. It's better to know how to learn than to know. This is a hidden gem from Dr. Seuss. How do you prefer to learn? Don't underestimate this question. Your learning preferences can seriously improve the quality of your life. For example, consider if you're a visual learner. You prefer mind maps, text, and images. An audio learning or auditory learner. You prefer listening to podcasts and lectures. A kinesthetic learner. You prefer to do things. Think about which learning style you prefer. Even experiential learning is good, even when you make a mistake. Because there are no mistakes. There are only opportunities to get better. Follow Dr. Seuss's advice and figure out how you learn best because that's more valuable than what you already know. Number six, on procrastination and being stuck. Everything stinks till it's finished. Ever wonder why you never finish that book, set up that blog, or take time to sit down and meditate? Our most important work is always the hardest. We fear our own potential and we feel the resistance. Procrastination kicks and tries to trick us. You don't have to finish the book today, it tells us. You can do it tomorrow. Notice how it's not telling us that we can't do it, but it's simply suggesting that we can do it another day. Fortunately, Dr. Seuss gives us a nudge on wisdom on how to battle procrastination and many other pressing problems when he writes, sometimes the questions are complicated and the answers are simple. So what's the answer to the complicated question? How can I overcome procrastination? The answer is to sit down and get started. 
Simple does not mean easy. But if you are determined to show up and do the work, then you will come through in the end. Sure, you will encounter troubles along the way. As Dr. Seuss points out, I've heard there are troubles of more than one kind. Some come from ahead and some come from behind. But I've brought a big bat. I'm all ready, you see. Now my troubles are going to have troubles with me. Unimagine, that's definitely racist. That's talking about racial riots and white people grabbing bats and torches. That's definitely what he's saying. Fuck people. Number seven, on imagination and the creative process, I like nonsense. It wakes up my brain cells. Fantasy is a necessary ingredient, ingredient in living. It's a way of looking at life through the wrong end of a telescope. I like nonsense too. In fact, I get most of my ideas from it. But why is our imagination such a powerful tool? It's because it lets us play with our thoughts and try different angles. We often take our ideas too seriously. We believe they must be perfect before we can do something about them. Indeed, it's usually the other way around. It's time and the work that refines the idea. Throw in a little nonsense and you're more likely to find a way out. Think left and think right and think low and think high. Oh, the things you can think up if only you try. Creative people make connections others do not. You know that connect the dots drawing game you used to play as a kid. There was always someone who shouted out the answer before the drawing was finished. These moments could be annoying, but also very telling. Creative people can spot the whole picture before everyone else. Life is like a big connect the dots game. What can you see that others miss? Show us. We want to see too. On success. Number eight. And will you succeed? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. 98 and three quarters percent guaranteed. Reach my goal. If you work hard, you're more likely to achieve success. But there's always a slim chance, one and a quarter to be exact, that you won't. Success, just like happiness, is a byproduct of your efforts. In other words, no one can guarantee you success. But sometimes success can happen too fast. We might not feel ready for it. If that's you, then remember these wise words from Dr. Seuss. If things start happening, don't worry, don't stew. Just go right along and you'll start happening too. Nine, on life balance, step with care and great tact. And remember that life's a great balancing act. You don't have much time and everyone is battling for your attention. These resources come in strict supply, which is why you must learn to set your priorities. This is not always an easy task, but you can begin by saying no to activities that don't add much value to your life. Who is worthy of your time and attention? Make an effort to spend more time with them. But please don't forget to take time for yourself. Life is a great balancing act indeed. Number 10, on appreciation and gratitude. From there to here, from here to there, funny things are everywhere. It's easy to forget the smaller things in life, but Dr. Seuss reminds us that there are lessons to be learned and people to be grateful for on every step of the way. If you're not learning from even the people you dislike, then you are not learning. And yes, that's formulaic. But funny things are everywhere, so keep your eyes open. Allow yourself to be vulnerable and learn. 11, on making the most of your future and embracing your inner child, only you can control your future. This is one of Dr. Seuss's most important life lessons. We can choose our response in any set of circumstances, and that's what shapes us. How we choose to live our life is up to us. We can't blame others for our mistakes. Indeed, we must stop comparing ourselves to others all the time. His books encourage us to explore the world, have fun trying new things and make new friends, but above all, he wants us to wake up to the child that's living inside of us. As he points out, adults are obsolete children. Embrace your inner child. You can learn a lot from her or him. If only you give her or him the chance. Listen to your childhood dreams and aspirations. It's never too late to act, whether you're young or old, sick or healthy. And remember this inspirational quote from Dr. Seuss. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. 
Dr. Seuss's legacy, Dr. Seuss's work continues to inspire us and his world-famous books live on. But some of Dr. Seuss's most important life lessons are about perseverance, showing up and doing the work and ultimately finding the courage to be yourself. Final thoughts. Cancel culture is coming for us all on a long enough timeline. The problem remains that nobody knows the rules. When I used to rate movies on my podcast, I would always say that films have the hardest time establishing the rules of the universe they create. If you can achieve that, you'll have a great movie. If you fail that endeavor, the movie will surely follow. Nobody understands the rules of cancel culture. Nobody can abide by them because the universe we live in isn't established. It is chaotic and complicated and based on perspective permeated with adolescent thought. We should embrace the offensive writings, the lowbrow humor, infuriating music, and generally offensive behavior. The ubiquitous yin and yang symbol holds its roots in Taoism and Daoism, a Chinese religion and philosophy. The yin, the dark swirl, is associated with the shadows of femininity and the trough of a wave. The yang, the light swirl, represents brightness, passion, and growth. They are symbiotic as are all polar opposites, good and evil light and dark, love and hate, petty and the righteous, the educated and the ignorant, the haves and the have-nots. If we desensitize ourselves to the spectrum altogether, we reduce ourselves to the same diet of sterile thought and surface-level thinking. And if we dare put more than just a toe in those proverbial waters, we are on a path of drowning and indifference to what is truly good and what is truly evil. I ask you tonight, please list it below. Who are your childhood heroes? How has Dr. Seuss inspired you to be yourself and follow your dreams? Please let me know in the comments because your voice is absolutely important and imperative. And without that, we are in a society. We're robots. And there is nothing more artificial than collective thought. And there is nothing more unique and beautiful and fulfilling expressing new and original thought. Give it a try. It's uplifting. And every day will feel better than the last. Folks, thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed tonight, please do me a favor and like, share, subscribe, and all that stuff right here. Give me a follow on Facebook. And please stay tuned. Tomorrow's episode 114. Should be an exciting one. Should be a fun one. But I will go out as I always do, with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1, 22 veterans commit suicide a day because of traumatic brain injury, depression, anxiety, PTS, it's enough. They need your help. Recognize the signs. Educate yourself. If you see a veteran who needs help, talk to them. If they won't talk to you, call me. I'll talk to them. I'll fly out. I don't care. Whatever it takes to help. That doesn't work. You can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link anywhere on my page. You'll be connected free of charge through Skype with a free phone call, video conference with a care specialist. And if you are not a veteran, they will help you as well. Folks, thank you again so much. I will see you tomorrow. I am out. Have a wonderful evening. And remember, it's just my opinion. Don't unfriend me. <laughs>